I am Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I'm Lucas Mack, and it's such a pleasure to have you join today, this week of Thanksgiving. This week of Thanksgiving. When I started this podcast, I had this deep premonition that a very dark time was going to come. In fact, I wrote a book called The Golden Rule Revolution, discussing the three things you're told never to talk about, money, politics, and religion. Um, And that draft of that book went to an editor and it massively triggered this editor. Um, And we got into it a little bit, unfortunately, and I never released the book. And I was intending on releasing that book back in 2019. But one of the things that I started this podcast Knowing deep down is if we do not intentionally live by the golden rule, which is do unto others always that which you would want them to do unto you. And the opposite of that is also do not do unto others that which you would not want them to do unto you one of the first or second episodes of this podcast a long time ago, which when I was so nervous, I was reading a script, but Hillel, the elder, great wise rabbi Hillel said that which you deem hateful unto yourself, do not do unto another. And then a few years later, Jesus comes on the scene and says, do unto others that which you would have them do unto you. So there's two sides of one coin, being aware of what you don't want done unto you and doing to others what you would want done unto you. For without this universal law by which we live or universal truth by which we live, everything becomes relative. And when relativity creeps in, in how humanity treats each other, that's when violence, conflict, And very painful and horrible things happen. Always. I I early on talk about the term to each their own. Everyone says to each their own, to each their own. And I, as a very libertarian-minded, self-governance person, appreciate the sentiment of to each their own, certainly. However, when, when people say to each their own, what they really are saying is, it's okay until it affects me. But the moment it affects me, it's no longer okay. Meaning, I gave a keynote talk a few years ago called Living Gray in a Black and White World. And I said, none of us are ever polarity. So I'm never going to be pure light or pure darkness. or, or We walk towards polarities. But no one can ever claim I am the polarity, that which I'm walking towards or, or moving towards. 
but we do walk towards one polarity or the other. And there's definitely the, the crossing of the line of whether we're leaving one polarity or we're on the other side moving towards a polarity. Even though you might be facing moving towards health, if you're still in the trauma phase, you're actually leaving trauma before you move to really the finite inward healing. But if we continue down this path, let me, let me say this. If you believe in raising taxes, I don't care for who. Right? This is a very simple application. What the media has done as in, is, has inserted a label of another human being inside our minds, which distanced that label from us. So it's, it's been going on for a long time, identity politics. But if you think of uh, the 1% versus the 99% or the haves, the have-nots, those labels are actually not truth. Now, in the 3D world, yes, they might have means. But if you don't look at every human being as a human being, that's when danger creeps in. Now, Let me say this, stay on taxes. If you say raise their taxes, but you would not want taxes raised on your own mother or father or yourself, then don't say that. See, what we would not do to all, we should not do to any. This is a very important lesson as we move forward into the 5D consciousness. What we would not do to all, we should not do to any. We shall not do to any. Meaning, and why I hesitated earlier is to talk about consequences because consequences are exact to an action. Every action has a reaction or a consequence to that action. And consequences are not negative. They can be incredibly positive. They can be incredibly, the consequence of my life is blessed and 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 walking in the, the fulfillment and abundance. However, if I was choosing different actions, then the consequences would be negative. So those who hurt other people deserve exactly what their consequence is. It's not charged with emotion though. It's not um, a blame. It's saying if I was doing exactly what you did to hurt another, I would impose the exact same penalty upon myself. That's the golden rule. It's not separating ourselves from them and, and having vitriol because we're all one human consciousness. We're all of this neshama and walking it out with each other. So what I talked about in my book that I wrote is relational relativism, which means treating another differently than the way I treat myself. It's relational relativism. Relational relativism, which always leads to conflict. That's why the term fences make good neighbors. Because if you said, let's remove all fences. But if you have a dog and your neighbor has a dog and your neighbor's dog just kind of poops on your yard and your dog poops on their yard and then you're, and then it goes back and forth, eventually frustration builds. 
Because who's going to clean it up? What's the consequence of that? So fences actually make good neighbors just as boundaries create freedom. People think, I don't want any boundaries. I want to be free. Actually, boundaries create freedom because there's no contrast in the 3D realm to understand where our freedom actually is from or in relation distance from. And we are witnessing right now a political narrative that is incredibly dangerous in our society. And it is based on relational relativism and is based on labels and identity politics and ignoring or missing, or there's a veil over the eyes to see every human being, beautiful human being is serving their purpose. Even the billionaires and trillion, there's trillionaires on this earth. Don't get, don't, don't let the media deceive you. That's just the tech billionaires, all these people. There's, there's so much wealth. And we and think of, I was talking to my wife about this. Think about the world. If you think about the world, you think of any place around the world. I know you're listening from all over the world. So if you think of any other place around the world, yes, you may have been to those places once, twice, many times. You might be a world traveler. But if you close your eyes and you think about the world, mainly the imagery that is created in your mind or that comes up in your mind is from media. So the media has actually created how we think and view the world. And especially during this time of political unrest and nerves and division, it is so crucial to remember the golden rule, to love one another, to speak kindly to one another, passionately disagree, absolutely. Some of my favorite conversations are hammering on other people and they hammer on me and we, we go at it, but it is done in a, from love. It's, I don't ever leave or they don't ever leave hurt. It's challenging. It's, it's invigorating. However, I know it's done in love. I'm not trying to hurt the other person or belittle them or think they're stupid. And it's time for all of us to do the same where we can have challenging conversations again, not censor speech, but actually listen to all speech, bring all ideas forth and let the greatest ideas rise to the top apart from media influence. But I'm talking about the human to human interaction. I mean, think how easy it is to control the narrative right now and how people think. You lock people down, you create fear. You create fear of a sickness that someone cannot see. It's the greatest. Opportunity to invoke fear in humanity, things that they cannot see. And you tell them that it can get them anytime. And so you have to subjugate your own sovereignty. You have to isolate. You have to not touch. You have to go inside homes. And from inside the home, then the digital influence starts taking place. So then the narrative and the, the rhetoric starts seeping in. And then it shapes how you view outside that home. So everyone around the world is getting their worldview shaped by the media influence inside their home. If you were nefarious, 
that would be exactly the plan that you would do if you wanted to achieve some great change. Now we're always changing. The one constant is change. There's always change. The question is, are we moving towards one polarity or the other? So if change, we're always changing, like the body tends towards health, you could get a cut and your body will immediately tend, tend towards healing. We tend towards love. Humanity tend towards life. We tend towards that which is good. But there are these influences that want to bring in about face people and take them to more fear, more death, more opposite of the actual laws in existence in the universe. And unless you're aware, unless we are aware and can unplug from those low frequencies and vibrations, our actions, worldviews, thoughts, and behaviors will all be determined by that digital influence where we put labels on people as opposed to seeing them as people. Abraham Lincoln has an incredible quote. He said in July 1854, he said, although volume upon volume is written to prove slavery is a very good thing, we never hear of the man who wishes to take the good of it by being a slave himself. Although volume upon volume is written to prove slavery is a very good thing, we never hear the man who wishes to take the good of it by being a slave himself. Although volumes upon volumes are written about uh, climate change and global warming, we never see people wanting to live, these big billionaire people and multimillionaire politicians live off grid, go full Amish. <laughs> Don't you see the irony and the hypocrisy in that? That's just one example. But these are examples that seep into our consciousness. We hook onto them because there's some moral virtue. If there's no moral virtue in, included in these narratives, then no one would then hook onto them. But they, they come with these little moral virtues, but it's like pure mountain spring water with some urine in it. It taints the whole thing. It's time that we as humanity unplug from all these influential, low vibrational influences, influential influences, influential narratives and these currents that are pulling people down and we step out of the current, ask ourselves, what is the full extent of what I'm thinking what I'm listening to. What is the full extent? How far can this thing go? There's an incredible book. I've talked about it before on the podcast. Ideas have consequences. It's by a philosophy professor from the University of Chicago, Richard Weaver. He died in, I think, the 50s. But it's an incredible book. Ideas have consequences. Follow out your idea, whatever idea you have about anything. Follow it out to the furthest extent. How far would that go? That's why loving people and treating people like people, human beings, as same as you and I, and 
doing unto others and not doing unto others in the exact same moment, take that out to the furthest extent. That is a world of liberation. That is a world of sovereignty. That is a world of where the flowers grow and the children play and neighbors love neighbors and we become communal again. But take identity politics, take divisive rhetoric, take political rhetoric at all and take that out to its furthest extent. It is control by a few over the many. It is abdicating what makes humanity beautiful. And the messiness is what teaches us the beauty of cleanliness. The pain in the 3D world, and I'm talking about the 3D right now, is what teaches us the beauty of healing. So we don't attack and hate. We simply recognize and learn so that we can become the brightest light and the most loving influence in another human being's life. Over the next few days and weeks and months, the world will radically change. There are many, perhaps even listening to this, who are only listening to the media and have no concept of what is about to take place and the world is about to change. And humanity has been stripped away from nature so much that we have no concept of death. We fear death. Therefore, we don't live. It is better to live robustly for a shorter time than to never taste the exhilaration of life and live, quote unquote, a very long time. Legacy, the impact we make in the lives of others. What legacy are you leaving? What, what legacy and impact are you making in the lives of another? Deriding them for their political views? Or perhaps isolating? Checking out? putting responsibility for your children in the next generation, if you have children or not, on someone else. This great time of change will be everyone stepping into their own sovereignty. Everyone stepping into pure accountability and responsibility. Even though we come from different sides, we will be united but there has to be an absolute removal of the old ways, the old system. Rome will and must fall for the new kingdom to emerge. And in the emerging 
there will be some who are traumatized because they've held on to the Roman system so tightly. They've held on to the 3D matrix so tightly. They wanted to make the matrix beautiful versus making humanity beautiful. And they will experience trauma. And yet those who have already experienced trauma and have chosen the path of healing will be able to lead those who are newly traumatized from the disillusionment of this matrix 3D world and no longer in judgment, no longer in, oh, I told you so. No, but in grace and compassion say, I completely understand the pain the, the utter, like you, you don't know what timeline you're in, where, where you are, what you are, when you are, where you are, who you are, why you are, all these questions. Yes. And then they come together finally in solidarity and alignment and sovereignty to your soul's purpose here on earth. Be careful with any narrative that divides, that's it. Be careful with any narrative that, that divides. It's love for all, freedom for all. Think about the American Revolution for those that um, live outside the United States, actually for everyone. I mean, only 3% of the colonists fought in the American Revolution. The bell curve is like 18% of the Patriot or 18% of the colonists were for the American revolution. Out of that only 8% fought, which is 3% of the total population. And they, those 3% impassioned 3% fought off the most powerful and prolific army, Navy, military might on the earth at the time. But on the other side of the bell curve, there were Tories. There were people that were British loyalists. There were people that were spying on their fellow neighbors and telling the British what the plans were of the American colonists. And, and the, the British soldiers were going in and taking quarter in people's homes. And, and there was no sovereignty. So people had to stand up and, and throw off this tyranny. The irony is, and this is my point, that those 3% who were brave enough to and had the ability to fight created a blessing for all 100% of colonists who lived in the colonies. For even the British loyalists benefited from a free America. So when we see people as separate other side and you might be pro-government, pro-big government, pro-whatever. I, I would see this more as the Tories, like this is the way it's been. Let's work within it. Let's talk. Let's, let's try to talk to King George. Let's do all the. And there comes a time where there has to be a brand new system emerging and overthrowing the other system. And this is that time, only it's not just in the United States. It's globally. It's across all humanity. When we stop seeing people as tied to a political party or a ideology or a system, but we start seeing them as us, the same as me, you are me, I am you, 
What I would not want done unto me, I would not want done unto you. What I would want done unto me, I would do unto you, and I would want done unto you. When I start seeing this, and when we start seeing this as a humanity, not only will the consciousness of this planet shoot through the roof, but it will awaken everyone. You see, when someone doesn't get what they deserve, and they acknowledge that they do deserve it, which takes humility. When someone doesn't get what they deserve and the person that has the power to dole out the consequence says, you know what? I'm going to withhold the consequence. I'm going to, I'm going to embrace you because at the end of the day, I recognize all you really want in the first place is just to be held, loved, and known. When the consequence is withheld because of love, that's what changes the hearts. That's what pricks the hearts. That's what humbles the hearts. But when we have relational relativism, it says, oh, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. You, you, you know, like you got a gun, I'm going to get a gun. You get a bigger gun, I'm going to get a bigger gun. You get a... And it just builds, 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 builds until eventually the thing falls apart or comes in conflict. And so the message today, my blessing to you all is that you remember that what you would not want done unto all, do not want done unto any. This is the golden rule, to love thy neighbor as thyself, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you and to not do unto others which you would not want done unto you. And remember, Abraham Lincoln. Actually, let me read this whole, this whole thing. I'll finish with Lincoln. His, uh, this address. He said, The ant who has toiled and dragged a crumb to his nest will furiously defend, defend the fruit of his labor against whatever robber assails him. So plain that the most dumb and stupid slave that ever toiled for a master does not constantly know that he is wronged. So plain that no one, high or low, ever does mistake it, except in a plainly selfish way. For although volume upon volume is written to prove slavery is a very good thing, we never hear the man who wishes to take the good of it by being a slave himself. I don't see people choosing to live off grid that create these narratives. I don't see, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> My point is live the golden rule, love people today, be the brightest light in someone's day. Do the inner work, walk towards healing, walk towards sovereignty, walk towards love, walk towards light, leave these systems of political narratives. The corruption is beyond comprehension. And there is no side nor one who is clean. You, my dear brother and sister, must do the work, be cleansed in the love of the infinite God for his infinite and unconditional love is ever present for you and I to bathe in, to wash in, to walk in, to let go of all things that no longer serve us or bless us. And in doing so, that is how we become 
the brightest light to show others the way that they may leave the darkness as well. I bless you all, dear brothers and sisters. Have a beautiful day. Be blessed in the love and light of the one infinite creator, Adonai. I am Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com.